The woke leftist mob is upset at Dave Chappelle's new special, The Closer. As Dave Chappelle wraps up his bundle of work for Netflix, they're calling it transphobic, homophobic, and every other phobic in the book. We're going to look into that special. We're going to talk about it, and we're also going to compare it to the Dr. Fauci documentary that Disney Plus put out. We're going to compare what people are saying in the audience versus what critics are saying. It's going to be very interesting. Then we're going to segue into something that happened at a Sonic recently where a transgender woman accuses the Sonic staff of misgendering her. I hope I said that correctly. And then we're going to discuss something that's happening that's kind of interesting in the red pill manosphere world about the popular podcast Fresh and Fit in which it's been revealed that they might be frauds. This story is about a month old, but we haven't talked about it. And it's sort of a nice continuation to things that we've talked about on certain episodes in the past. Let's get into it. Yo, this is Hanging with Apes, an Audio Apes podcast. Real talk, real topics, no limits. Audio Apes, music with no boundaries. What's up, everybody? This is K Cartoon. This is Rx Phonics. We are the Audio Apes, and you are officially Hanging with Apes, a weekly Tuesday podcast where we discuss trending topics and current news with a philosophical and comedic flair and our take on it. Two guys from the south side of Chicago. There is explicit language at times, so be advised. Going over to our website, that's hangingwithapes.com. You can sign up for our newsletter. And if you want to listen to some really good rap and hip hop, go to any major music streaming platform, type in Audio Apes, and our catalog pops up. It truly is the best. It truly is the best. Remember, if we talk about something on the episode you know somebody would be interested in, please share the episode with them. And if you're listening to us on Apple, please give us a five star review. It helps us out a lot. And if you want to help out the show, when you go to our website, you see a donate button. You could donate. Uh, that helps us out a lot, keeps us independent and all that good stuff. Um, so kicking it off, we're going to discuss um, the Dave Chappelle special. Um, that's a lot of people have been talking about it. Uh, I feel like. Out of his bundle of work for Netflix, it's definitely not his best. No. It's good. It's funny. Dave Chappelle, even when he's not at his best, is still better than many other comedians, no. uh, especially in today's day and age. Uh, he's willing to go where many of them are not willing to go, which is something that I like about him. Another thing that I really appreciate about Dave Chappelle is he's willing to tell jokes about everybody. Um, there's no limits in that regard. He doesn't seem to be very biased. And for the most part, he doesn't really seem to have an agenda other than making people laugh. Because just for as much as uh, right-wingers have criticized him for that thing he put out last year, remember it was like kind of a special, was like the what they call it, eight minutes and 40-something seconds or yeah. whatever, where it was pretty much all about George Floyd. And it, it really wasn't funny. Like, there was not, not a lot of comedic value to it. Yeah. Um, He's also said things that right-wingers rock with in regards to, you know, uh, free speech and the Second Amendment. And I remember he said something along the lines of... uh. We have free speech, and uh, the Second Amendment is there 
in case the First Amendment doesn't work or something along those lines. And right-wingers really like that. So you don't see a lot of push to get him canceled or pulled off Netflix from right-wingers. We don't, we don't get that a lot. What we do get, it seems like every time he puts out a special for the most part, other than the one where he's praising, uh, uh, to a degree, praising George Floyd, um, we get a push from left-wingers to cancel and kick Chappelle off of Netflix. So this is nothing new. What is new about it, though, and what's striking about it to me is I've never seen the push this fiery. Yeah, this is the first time, and and let's let's not forget that he has been he has been in hot water with this, but it hasn't trended this long where it's like cancel him, cancel him, cancel him, cancel him, and he's. And he said some other wild stuff. Like, he's the one that essentially coined the phrase the alphabet people, which, you know, is a reference <laughs> yeah. to the LGBTQ community, which, yeah. you know, who, tomorrow, who knows what other letter will be added to yeah. that. Oh, no, there's a new... Uh, I don't know if you saw that Paul Joseph Watson one uh, where he they changed it in Canada. So what is it now? Man, I don't even... I don't even. It's like LGBTQ one twenty one three. It's like some wild shit. Like that, I swear to God. No. Like so this, like some Matrix, the Matrix shit. Like some just yeah. Code, like we're writing code at this point. Yeah, it, it it's it's kind of like a, a thing now in Canada. Oh, it's LGBTQIA plus question mark. Sweet. Like what? What's that even supposed to mean? What do you, what do you, I don't even, uh, well, I think if I start trying to rationalize it on the show, it's just not going to go very well. But I it's mean, like, I, to be honest with you, the LGBTQ, even that is hard for me to rationalize. Yeah. And then too, it's kind of stupid because you're putting people that ain't got shit to do with each other together. Like what do gays have to do with lesbians? Like it's two different sexes to like, so it's like, you're I just mean, trying I, to pile I, everything I, together. I see what they have to do with each other. Like they're, they're homosexual. Like, and you know, they feel, you know, I guess that they're marginalized or oppressed by society. I, I get all of that. That's the simple part. Like you say, gay and lesbian, that's relatively easy to understand. But then when we get into like the whole, you know, bisexual or like I'm non-binary or or what's the other one, pansexual. Like when we get into all of that, yeah. now like you start to lose me because it's just like, well. So you want to stop at LG. <laughs> uh, Maybe B. LGB. LGBT. LGB. Yeah, I, I get no. I think L and G because even B is kind of like. Well, I don't believe a cop out. In, I, I like it, it, like for instance, it, it was funny because because uh, we were recently at at a wedding and and uh, Big Baby he saw somebody and apparently this person is now uh, a bisexual. Yeah. And what's funny is it, it, our friend Big Baby, in true Big Baby fashion, 
he when <laughs> when this woman was like, oh yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take that girl home or whatever. He's like, he's like, oh, you're a lesbian now, and he's and I started laughing. <laughs> this person though, they were rather offended to an extent because she was like, I'm not no lesbian, like I'm I'm bi, and so Big Baby was like, but if I liked a guy and I sucked a dick, like yeah. what? Would what what would that make me? And everybody like looked and it's like, yeah, like most people would not. If a guy was on that shit, most people would not consider that bisexual. They would consider him gay. Yeah. And so, yeah, I I think I the the my my capability for rationalizing the LGBTQ. Yeah, I think it halts at the G. Yeah, because I I even with the B I you I start to like lose the capability to rationalize the ideas and the behavior. Now, granted, to each his own, like, who am I to, like, say what you should engage in or anything like that? I'm not here to do that. But if you're asking me the question of what I can rationalize and understand, for yeah. me personally, that's, like, the extent of it. Because argument becomes muddled. If you were born this way, then why the B? Right. Because B means you could choose. Well, essentially, and there, I mean, there's arguments out there that even would suggest that the L and the G part of the acronym, you could choose. Yeah. I don't know how that works. Like, I, again, like that, I don't, that's not my experience. Like, yeah. I don't know anything about that shit. Um, well, you know what? We started this show off on the wrong note. We're going to get canceled now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I don't even think like I think we're treading relatively yeah. softly. Like yeah, I don't no. think that I'm because I'm I'm saying like I don't know like what it is that these people are experiencing yeah. whatsoever. I yeah. I don't know from none of it like the LGBTQ none of that shit. Do I know anything about what yeah. I will say though is just me and my mind the way that I rationalize things is well L you're a woman and you're a homosexual and you you're a sexually attracted to to members of the your, uh, of your sex and then g you're you're homosexual and you're sexually attracted to, to men that's how i that's how i rationalize it but then anything after that is it, it gets it gets a little bit strange for me yeah. and uh, and apparently i'm not the only one yeah even the fact that we're having this conversation the fact that we would get pushback is like well in trying to understand this wouldn't we have questions or confusions? Well, I don't think anything that we've said so far warrants any pushback. Yeah, like, I, I'm, yeah. you know, like, because it's not even like, we're not even joking about it. Not yet, at least. But like, it, yeah. it's just literally, you ask a question and I, and yeah, I, I think if you weren't to phrase it in that way, the, the extent of what I can understand and rationalize stops at the G. Yeah. Um, and even then, it's a lot of questions. Like, it's a lot of questions in the sense of like, it's interesting to find out because, like you said, and like Dave Chappelle said in the stand-up uh, about the uh, the transgender that that was uh, a big fan of his. When when he started asking the transgender, the transgender was like, "Well, all I know is um, I also live. I also I'm experiencing a human experience." And it's like, well. 
that's some legit shit to say. Like, well, you know, my experience is a human one, and that's one thing I, I I'm going through, and like yeah. that's one thing that you don't really, you know, you're not really gonna understand as a person, or, or you will understand as a person, but you're not gonna fully grasp because you're not that person. Whether right. it's a difference in religion, difference in sexual preference, difference in type of movies you like. I could be like, I, I think that's a horrible movie. And then you might be like, well, no, that movie is amazing. And I just don't understand that. So I I can at least cap capture that when, when he was talking about it. It was like, oh, well, you know, that I, I get it, you know? Yeah. I, I think, though, like the I, the concept of I'm having a human experience, I think it's a little bit of a, of a cop-out, if you will, because no. it's like, well... If you rationalize that, it's like, well, anything can be a human, a human experience. experience. And so it's just like, so is that now, like, can, are you, are we going to make that a catch all for, for anything? For, for anything? I so, children. So yeah. I, I don't know. That's like, to out. me, that's sort of, that's very, like, broad and, and kind of vague. Because um, you kind of use that for anything. Yeah. Well, I kind of did when I said, oh, uh, movies and. Music and preferences. Well, yeah, everything is a human experience. Yeah, right. you know, so so I don't I don't know it, like how much that necessarily like r- resonates with me. For me, it's it's more of a like well, it's a, a a live and let live thing. But and this is where the but comes in is like in live and let live. You open the door for people that don't necessarily see how you, you know, the world through the lens that you see things, you open the door for them to be able to express themselves too in the same manner in which you want to express yourself. And so how this guy expresses himself is by telling jokes. And that particular community, the LGBTQ community, particularly nowadays, the T part of that community, the trans community, they're like in all-out war with Dave Chappelle. Yeah. And what they don't seem to understand is, well, you're definitely adding fuel to the fire of the situation because yeah. it's like anytime this guy comes out with a special, he tells some jokes about it, uh, about that particular community. They lose their shit. They really lose it. And... To the point where it's like, oh well, we want to get we want to get this guy canceled, and we want to get him booted off Netflix and everything like that. And it's just the, the the there's no reason or logic to many of their arguments. And I'll give you an example. For instance, uh, a Netflix show or movie. I'm not even. Well, I think it was a movie, but then it became a show. The the writer of the show, uh, Dear White People. Yeah. I didn't know this. At first, I didn't even know that the the writer of the show was was white, and I didn't I didn't know that it was uh, a man that's trans to a woman. Yeah. Which even that shit, like I don't even know how to say that. Like, am I saying that correctly? A man trans to a woman is, or a trans woman, or you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's what I'm, and, and that's what I mean is how I just phrase that. There's people that in offended. that community that would be offended by that. Yeah. But. What that community is not understanding is people don't know how to operate with yeah. this shit. So rather than have a little bit of self-awareness and empathy in the sense of like, well, this is new and, and, and to an extent off the wall for a lot of people. 
it says you you uh, attack and and approach this shit so aggressively. Yeah. So this particular writer creator for Netflix that 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 uh, wrote and created Dear White People, uh, which is like some like just straight anti white shit, racist really. Um, is that is calling to boycott Netflix because of them putting out the Chappelle special, which is so illogical because essentially boycotting Netflix would mean boycotting you because you have material that you produced on Netflix. Not only that, material in which you pretty much criticize another race, which Dave Chappelle is, through humor, looking at the humorous aspect of uh, sexual orientation, gender, I how many and and then to me it's like how how bold and and the balls you have to have really like and the audacity to be like laughing at all this shit oh he's making fun of whites all right cool well the joke where he's like oh uh, then the fucking trans started clapping he said where do you get this from black bitches also oh, now black women they just got dragged because you know it's a, you're you're making fun of it you're making fun of whites black women you're making fun of fucking all types of other people uh it's all fun and games until they start making fun of you and i think that that's cowardly because it's like you sit there and you laugh at all the other jokes and then and then the instance that they start making fun of you then you oh it's well that's offensive well that's offensive well no you just fucking you're a fucking coward and a fucking hypocrite because i mean any good comedy they're gonna make fun of people how many times have they made fun of different groups of people and people laugh it off they make fun of women they make fun of men they make fun of whites they make fun of mexicans they make like like i, I was just talking about this uh with a guy from work how like uh, one of the funniest moments in, <laughs> in uh once upon a time in hollywood was when like uh dicaprio's crying and then fucking uh, uh, Brad Pitt's character is like, hey, don't cry right here, not not in front of the Mexicans. Yeah, and it was funny because like <laughs> we're minorities, all our friends are minorities. We were the only ones laughing in in the theater. Yeah, all the, like the whites and all that. They were just like real uncomfortable. They didn't want to laugh or nothing. We were dying because that shit was funny. It's funny. It's humorous. Yeah, like well, it it that's also shit. it also reminds me of something that's even like more controversial than that is in one of our sketches for Foul but Funny. Remember, we did a sketch about uh, a dating site that that uh, would cater to like people that have STDs. Yeah, yeah. And so in that particular sketch, at the end of the sketch. And this was this was totally like impromptu. This wasn't part of the script or anything because when we did these sketches, we had scripts and everything like that. And I, I, I was I, I think I, I I co-wrote the script, but I I directed the sketch. And I was like, you know what? Like as every, we were wrapping up, and I was like, man, you know what? I have an idea. And then I put in like oh, what a yeah. lot of people consider to be like the funniest part of the sketch at the ending yeah. where it was like, uh, where we had, uh, Melissa say, and if, if you're into the more experimental side of things, uh, the site offers where you could rent, a, a, a Mexican immigrant 
for the right amount of money will do anything and then and then and then he's like uh uh you, me vas a pagar? and and and, and then melissa like coming off as such a coming off as such a like naive white woman is like what is he saying <laughs> and i'm like see sí, see sí, de Niro. yeah and, and so and mind you the actor in that role was a Mexican immigrant and was like, was enthusiastic about saying that about line, doing that shit. And all of us there, in fact, yeah. the only one that was apprehensive about it was the white woman. Yeah, she was like, I don't know about this. I don't know. Nah, nah, this shit is classic. It's let's funny. go. Let's go. Let's go. And so, so the, it's like, yeah, you definitely have to be able to take a joke. You have to look at. The the fact that like sometimes when when you tell a joke there yes there is is there some truth to it yes yeah but it doesn't necessarily mean that expressing that truth is anything malicious and another thing I'll say about that is even if in expressing that truth there is a malicious undertone to it. You have to understand that people still have the right to say it. That's why it's words. Words cannot hurt you. Sticks and stones. Yeah, and and, and that's the thing that that gets so lost on this particular group of people. But I do think that a lot of the pushback that that community has towards Chappelle, I think it goes deeper than just oh this guy is telling jokes. I think they don't like or the powers that be and and people that fund some of these groups and and what have you. I think they don't like the idea of somebody so big and so popular and so talented and so crafty. They don't like the idea of him promoting the concept of like just a, a, a regular binary way of thinking uh you know sh- sh- what do they say uh straight cisgender uh uh person like yeah. he so he's promote in, in a way i think the way that they observe it is he's promoting tra- you know traditional way of thinking traditional yeah. values and what they believe in is not that and yeah. They want to sort of uproot the idea of the family stability because yeah. let's keep it a hundred percent real all of that shit, it really creates like uh, 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 such a like unstable family structure that even the story that he tells in that stand-up about that transgender friend that he had that ended up killing himself or herself again, I don't know how to how to phrase this stuff. The story that he tells about this person, this they, I I don't know, (laughs) like he even goes on to say that this person had a kid and that he's going to tell the kid that he knew his father and the father was what, a strong woman or a great woman? He's like, I'm going to tell her, that young lady, I knew your father and she was a wonderful woman. Yeah, something (laughs) like that. And like, again... You know, joking about it, making fun of it, but, but very lighthearted too. But imagine like the instability that that and the sort of effect that that would have on that kid. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and so this is controversial. This is controversial. I want to say this line because this is controversial now to say this. This is what he said: gender is a fact. 
This is a fact. Every human being in this room, every human being on earth had to pass through the legs of a woman to be on earth. That is a fact. And what you just said, what you're talking about, that's what they don't want. That's what makes them feel uncomfortable, him saying things like that. But is that not a fact? So so then it reminds me of the Rihanna picture with that shirt. Think while it's still legal. Because yeah. you can't think now. You can't think things. You can't question things. Because now it's like, no, 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 no. You can't say that. See, the thing is, you're marginalizing people. No, no, no. Is that a fact or is that not a fact? Because we could go through the whole hoopla of like, okay, well, this person's a man now. They used to be a woman, but now they're a man. Or this 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 uh, man is now a woman, or I and then and then okay so now this person that was born a woman who is now a man could be pregnant so now a man could be pregnant, is that your logic now? No, it's a woman. It's a person who was born a woman who is now having a child. They never were a man. You know what I mean? Like so so we're playing with words the way like. The left likes to play with words, which is, uh, you just called, you know, violence. You, you, those are violent words that you're saying. Yeah. Why? Because we said that gender is this. Yeah, that's violence. You're calling on violence on us, on our people. Well, then at that point, when we've talked about this, well, probably last week, two weeks ago, what is violence? Because yeah. now you want to rewrite every word. Now you want to rewrite all the rules. And so in... All of that, you start getting confusion. And and this is not just with gender. Like, there's people who, like, if they came to Chicago, they wouldn't know street slang. You know what I mean? Right. So so then at that point, it's like that. these are the things that happen when you muddle, when you create slang, or when you create, like, your own little alternative reality. It's, well, what is true and what is not? And so now we're stuck in this place where we get people that get offended because you say she to what they think is a he and what 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 rule book are we going through and and not understanding that like this is what they're advocating for is essentially an infringement on your own thought process because i don't i don't know dude like i i mean you were you were you were born a man you're a woman now yeah or or like, what logic are we using? Because, like, are you a woman now? Or are you just, like, a man without a penis? Because those are two different things. You know what I'm saying? And, and then you're even starting to see a pushback on, like, I've read certain articles and stuff like that where you see a pushback on guys that don't want to date women that used to be men. And, yeah. like, somehow they're, like, they're 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 doing something wrong it's like well no listen you're still a man yeah like even though you consider yourself a woman now and and that's fine and everybody in your life your friends your loved ones whatever have you people in your workplace that also want to consider you that yeah that's fine good on them whatever but you're gonna tell me that somehow i'm transphobic because i don't want to date what used to be a man yeah no that's a complete and utter infringement on 
my thought process and 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 my choice and my autonomy so it's 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 very aggressive and and frankly it's weird like it's yeah. it's weird and it's very hard to get a grasp on on top of the idea that you know there's some places that recognize all of these different genders and 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 gender identities and it's not just he and she, but they and Zim and yeah. and, and and all kind of shit. Like, nah, it, it, it's yeah. it's too crazy, and that's part of the reason that people don't take it serious. And how we know that people don't take it serious is when you look at the Rotten Tomato score for this particular special, the closer. Thirty-three percent of critics didn't like it now granted what i will say is about that that number there's a disclaimer that's only from six reviews because a lot of movie critics they don't really review stand-up specials like that they'll review documentaries and they'll review movies features but stand-up specials is not really their forte but out of the six that have reviewed it uh the majority don't rock with it uh so out, out of the six Two gave it a fresh and four gave it a rotten. Um, but the audience score, which is a thousand plus ratings, gave it a 97. Yeah. So what we're seeing there is that people don't agree with the position of the trans community. But also what we're seeing is that at very least, they're not taking it as they're taking the joke. They're they're yeah. they're in on the joke and they're enjoying the joke. At very least, that much. There's something to be said about that. There's something to be said about when you see numbers like that. As the trans community looks at that, it's like you. It makes you wonder. Well, are they looking at that and being like, okay, well, what are we doing wrong? Maybe we're overly aggressive. Maybe we're not understanding that this is hard for people to conceptualize, like our yeah. position and where we're coming from. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just a honest, sobering uh, juxtaposition of what the audience is looking at and what the critics and when the critics are not being honest because the critics are are obviously being biased. You're looking at it from the perspective of. Oh well, this is bigotry, and uh, yeah, you're punching down. Yeah, well, like, well, we've covered plenty of times on the show. Critics are so politicized now yeah. that it's it's on like it's horse. hard. Like I I used to actually really care what critics think very much. Like be you know, no. growing up, like I've always been into movies. I love film. I love quality movies. So yes, I I grew up. You know, caring what Peter Travers had to say, Siskel and Ebert and all of that stuff. But those are critics from a time where things were not as politicized as they are now. Yeah. Now, I mean, I don't trust a damn thing that critics say. The two critics that I rock with now are like YouTube critics, uh, uh, Chris Stuckman and Jeremy Jans on, yeah. on YouTube. Because they're not political at all. They just, you know, talk about the quality of... The picture that's being put out and they don't get political about it and nothing like that and so i appreciate them because at least in today's day and age there there are some critics that you can that at least me personally that i can rely on 
because of how politicized the critics in mainstream media outlets have become. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely don't ever look at what the critics say as nowadays as a reflection of how I'm going to feel about the movie. Cause it's never the case and it hasn't been that way for, for years. I don't know what it, what it's been, but essentially since Trump was in office, they've become so politicized and, and they just peel and pick every little thing from every little movie or show and, and just turn it into like this political hoopla. And it just, it's just, it's overbearing and, and naturally that's why people don't respect them and there's as you see that reflects in like the oscar ratings and the golden globe ratings going down and and it's just a, a, a very yeah. circular effect cares what you motherfuckers gotta say you motherfuckers are in your own little fucking bubble and you have your own little stupid ass ideas and no one cares because six of y'all didn't like it really four of you guys four. out of the six so not even all of the six reviewers four of you motherfuckers Minus the two, you'll add that to the thousand, so it'll be a thousand and two people over four people. Well, it no, was a thousand yeah. plus, so yeah. We a don't thousand, even yeah. know exactly how much, it, <laughs> but uh, if we're just rounding, let's just say it's a thousand, it's like way more people are much more rational about this. So, no one cares what you think, and it's and it's evident and it's been evident and 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 all across the board. So, I guess the question is, like, do, do you? At what point does it become like where you kind of stop being so passive about some of the shit that these motherfuckers try and push at you? Like, like because you try and be like respectful or at least be like, all right, well, you know, you believe what you believe. I'll let you live your own life. But then when you start getting pushback like that. Yeah. Well, the, the, the time for being passive is no more. And yeah. as you see, he's like, he, uh, w w when he got word that, that these people were pushing back on him, he said, like, fuck them. Fuck NBC, fuck ABC. Like, fuck yeah. whoever's putting out these articles. Like, fuck them. Yeah. And as we covered not that long ago, uh, Tucker with the anti-defamation league, fuck them. Like, like, now let's play this game. And that is the game that needs to be played. 100%. Yeah. Like, the time for being passive no. has passed. It's all like that because you don't you don't want that like no. that you don't want peace like you've made that evident uh, especially in this particular special where he calls for peace yeah he's like I'm not gonna make another joke about you people until I know that we're both laughing at the same thing and yes in telling jokes he's he's getting to a destination in which. He wants there to be some sort of like harmony. Like, listen, I'm not out to get y'all, yeah. but like every time a motherfucker talks and open his mouth, you want to come at me, try to get me canceled and everything like that. And so now, if and when he puts out another special, which in this special, he says it'll be a while. But if and when that time comes, I imagine he's going to get at them again because fuck y'all. Like, yeah. especially after I try to make peace is like, leave me alone. I'll leave you alone. But rather than your community look at that and be like, all right, well, that's one less guy we have to worry about. Let's not say shit about it because he just said that he ain't he ain't gonna he ain't gonna say nothing else about it. Yeah. 
oh, let's let's get mad and bring the torches and shit like that. Well, shit, that makes a motherfucker want to get at you. Not to mention, like, he's been playing chess since he got back because there's a clause. Supposedly, the way he did his specials is if you take it off, you still have to pay him what you own. Yeah. So it's like, all right, well, take it off then, motherfucker. Like, there's a clause you can't. And if you do, there has to be some some money being paid to me, and so so, uh, okay, be mad, be mad, and prove him right. That's really what what the special is about, and that's what makes his body of work coming back such a special moment in culture. Um, and like you said, not his best. I think, uh, in my opinion, was Bird Revelation was my favorite, but uh, still in line with what. He's been on, and when we look back, we'll hopefully we're not like, damn, we should have kind of been on some shit like him as a society, not not us uh. too, but like as a society, man, maybe we shouldn't have been so harsh on this motherfucker. Yeah. You know, but that's the thing. But is society harsh on exactly. him, or is it yeah. just these people? Cause it, that's it, yeah. Because I, I think <laughs> the numbers that we just went over from Rotten Tomatoes Clearly different. Yeah, clearly know. suggestive. Like it, it, it goes line in line with "Let's go, Brandon." <laughs> yeah, and it goes line in line with what we're what we want to compare his special to, the Fauci documentary that's yeah. on on uh, Disney, Disney Plus. Plus. Yep. Now, what's funny about this? This is different. This is different. The Fauci documentary has 33 reviews from critics. So a lot more than the Chappelle stand-up special. And out of the 33 reviewers, 91% rock with it. Rock with the Fauci special. Now, let's get the exact number if I could pull it up here. Of who rocks with it, who doesn't. Well, it's 91% out of the 33 out of 500 plus audience members, 2%. So less audience members rock with the Fauci documentary than percentage-wise than critics rock with the 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 Did Chappelle you, yeah. documentary. So that's another thing. It's like it's like it's that, a fluff piece. It's a fluff piece, but also the people have spoken yet again. 500 yeah. plus ratings from people that are not critics, that don't work for media outlets, and only 2% like it. Yeah. That means that that, like, according to the audience, that documentary is trash. Complete and utter garbage. And what's funny about it is I remember before this documentary came out, which I'm not going to watch that shit. I have no interest in watching that shit. Yeah. Not at all. What documentary is good since we're on the subject of documentaries, if you get a chance to watch it, uh, uh, Nat Geo put out a documentary recently. I want to say it's like a four or six part documentary on September 11th. On HBO? No, no, I don't think. I think Nat Geo puts out on their own shit and on Disney Plus. Okay. Uh, I don't know if it's on Disney Plus. I actually saw it on Nat Geo. Uh, but they put out uh, a documentary series about 9-11. They got all these testimonials uh, from firefighters, police officers, people that were at the Twin Towers, all type of people. The stories that these people tell are amazing. And I guess this is data and information that was uh, collected 
over the course of 20 years because it's been 20 years yeah. since since uh, those hor horrific events took place and what's so interesting about it is like it's so deep they really break down like the morning of everything and i haven't finished it but they i i'm i'm to the part where the the towers are about to collapse pretty much like that's yeah. how far into it i am and what's crazy there's this one particular story that i'll never forget like the way the guy tells the story he he's telling the story about how after the first plane hits the first tower he's in the second tower yeah and they're deciding whether or not they should evacuate the second tower no some people have left already. These people, they decide to go back to work. They're like, because they're still under the impression that this is just like a freak accident. This wasn't an intentional attack. Obviously, yeah. if they knew it was intentional, they'd get the hell out of Dodge. So he's one of the ones that decides to go back to work. He's like, oh, well, you know, it's tragic what happened next door to the other tower. Yeah. We'll go back to work, you know, continue the day, this, then, the third he starts to describe how he hears like this crazy noise and like this rumbling. And as he hears the noise and the rumbling, he looks out of the window and he literally sees a plane coming towards him. Damn. Yeah, it is. Damn. Oh, it is a wild story the way that he tells it. And he says how he gets under a desk because there's nowhere to go. Like you see the plane coming and you hear the noise getting louder because, you know, those jets are loud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he hears the rumbling. And, and boom. boom. Damn. But what's wild is he's telling the story. So that means he survived that. Yeah. He was there where the, like the plane impacted and he survived that. Excuse me, goosebumps. Yeah, man. it's wild. It's so wild. If you get a chance, anybody that li that's listening and, and you too, like yeah. if, if you you watch it, it's great. It, it, I was... Uh, I was I was very enthralled by it. Yeah. Uh, a very good documentary by by Nat Geo. Thus far, uh, like I said, I haven't finished it, um, but I definitely want to, and and it's and it's been good since we were on the subjects of documentary. But actually, An you know what's good crazy? Documentary. Now that I say that, I would like to look at what Rotten Tomatoes has on that documentary. What's it called? Uh, it's uh, I'm gonna just put in national. Geographic nine eleven documentary Rotten Tomatoes. Is it called nine eleven one day in America? I think that's it, yeah. Oh wow. Two thousand one so well, it only very few user ratings, but out of the user ratings, a hundred percent of audience. <laughs> what are the critics? Huh? No critics. <laughs> no critics. They, they didn't care about that shit no more. But hundred percent. So I mean, that's that's decent. I mean, it's only five people that have the audience score, but still, a hundred percent. It's great though. Like I, yeah. I don't see many people not liking it. Yeah. Uh, and it's thus far where I'm into it. It's not political at all. It's just like capturing and highlighting the things that took place on that day that's a, that's i like that documentary yeah. i like documentaries and for anybody that likes documentaries i, I think you'll enjoy it yeah like that, that's another thing too is like people forget um just tell what like stop having a side just as it is you know what i mean yeah 
course, there's always going to be biases in certain documentaries. That's fine. As long as it's rooted in kind of like at least some basis of, of uh, balance. Yeah. But but that Fauci one, like everything I hear, it's like it doesn't go over anything controversial on his side. It's just all like, oh, wow, this guy's a hero. Yeah. doesn't go over the AIDS epidemic. It doesn't low uh, uh, or uh, nothing, n- none of that. Like, yeah, I, I don't, I don't care to see it. His track record uh, of flip flopping, which is funny because when oh, when Lord. that documentary was coming out, the Babylon Bee, which is a a a, a parody news source, yeah. they put out uh, you know a parody article that says that Disney Plus is releasing a documentary for Dr. Fauci for every time. He's flip flop. So, <laughs> yeah. so on the little on the little image thumbnail, you see a documentary of it's like it says Fauci, uh, masks work. The next one, Fauci, masks don't work. Fauci vaccine, <laughs> Fauci uh, a booster shot. Like all of these flip flops. So, it's just funny how much of of a flip flop this guy has has uh, uh, be, has huh. become, and, and like how people have have realized that. That's just like, yeah, this guy, like, who cares what he has to say? Yeah. At this point, like, I'm, I'm, st- I'm surprised that the mainstream media even still asks him what he thinks about yeah. stuff. Like the other, what should the children do for Halloween? Yeah. Should they go? And I was just about to mention that, yeah. like, the other day, he he said he didn't know if people could gather with their family for Christmas. Think about this shit. This shit, like, to me, it has like some very like communist undertone shit. So for Christmas, you're not sure if families could gather uh, because we got to get the cases down and motherfuckers need to get the booster shot and everything like that. So you don't know about that. But kids going to strangers' houses and being given candy if from all these different places that you don't know if people yeah. are vaccinated or sick or not sick, like, it, it's cool now. So, like, it's like, what do you have against families gathering you yeah. know, it, that's because that's what it comes off as, as like you have an issue with families gathering, because yeah. I would imagine like families together yeah. is safer than kids going to all of these random people's houses, yeah, engaging yeah. with them and, right. and getting candy and handing them stuff. You know, what I mean? if we're talking about a, a, about a virus being able to like move, I would imagine there's more movement trick or treating than there is of motherfuckers eating dinner together. Anything to make sure that you don't have a strong community. Yeah, that's basically. essentially what it is. Let's not get these people together, talking together, plotting together, thinking and of ideas together. No, no, no. They can get candy. You let the kids get candy. Yeah, because nobody's having no conversations, nothing like that. Exactly. If we get them together, they might say, we're not going to vaccinate. We're all going to support each other. Let's see what we could do. Oh, shit. This ain't good. Yeah. Nah. Christmas, we can't gather. N- neither can we on Thanksgiving or on New Year's, all right? So all we have is Halloween. Yeah, okay. And so, I mean, when people will become privy to that, I think they have, but I think also like the 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 broader question is when will you start being like, well, I'm not going to comply, you know? Because like that, that's the thing. Like over the years, we've become less or more detached from like the real life, like yeah. flesh and blood human beings, you know? Like 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 Dave Chappelle said, like, oh, they canceled me on Twitter. I don't give a fuck. That's not a real place. 
It isn't. You know, right. it's a place of ideas. It's a nice place to go to see what people are thinking, but it's not a real place. Yeah. You know, like you say things to get reactions and, and it's badass for, for, for different thoughts, but like half the shit people say on that shit, they wouldn't say in real life. No. You know what I'm saying? Like no. you're too scared. You'll say certain things that you think deep down inside you that you won't say in person, yeah. you know? And, and you know, it's funny that you mentioned that because I find that I'm actually more toned down on the internet yeah. than I am in real life. <laughs> in real life, yeah, it's like, damn, I said that shit? Yeah. Fuck. My family, how the fuck do they deal with me? Because, like, yeah, like I'll keep it real with people, and it's like, well, yeah, whatever, like, this is what I think. Uh, I keep it real all around because it's like it's i'd rather be like I, I don't know i feel better inside like just being like me yeah i'm gonna criticize what i gotta criticize in front of everybody because that's this who i am and so just so you know that i'm not a bad person it's just my thoughts i also Please. think that there's a degree of social responsibility that comes with speaking your mind yeah I, I don't think that it's socially responsible to just bend the knee and comply with everything that's thrown your way yeah no question it that that's good to question it you learn things from questioning things other people learn things when you question things because maybe they don't have the courage to question it like you do yeah. so yeah, yeah. There, there's there's a degree of social responsibility and that's why you see that there's a, a motive or or agenda behind some of the things that these people are pushing because they don't even want you to question it yeah yeah and and it's scary because it's like man you'd think that if you had an argument or if you had a point to make you'd want you'd be a willing participant in debating this shit the fact that you're not willing to debate means that you don't really have your you know like anything to stand on right exactly or That's don't exactly feel like that, that yeah and so to me it's like well that and should you tell know you everything deep down there's no real validity to your argument yeah because if there was then you'd be willing to sit down and talk more than like, willing. Yeah, yeah. happy to it's like it's like if someone told me oh the sky isn't blue no it is blue let's go outside no let's let, you see and then and then right there you you'd be able because you know without a doubt that it is blue yeah because you've seen it right so that's a fact but but people imagine if someone's like oh no the 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 grass is blue. No, it's not. No, hey, listen. Oh, well, look. No, 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 no. Close the windows. No, it's fucking blue. It's blue. Yeah. It's, that's that's kind of an odd way to defend your argument. Yeah. By not letting me see the grass, so then we could be like, oh, well, this is actually green. Well, no, you can't prove that because they close the windows and they're not letting you out. Yeah, and you're like, no, you, you can't. Don't, you don't. It's yeah. not. Uh, what you're saying is not verifiable. Yeah. Or a rational behavior to have if you actually have an argument. And and what's funny about about things not being verifiable, I think that's a good segue into what we're going to talk about next in terms of... Um, well, actually, we still got to cover the... I was going to go into the fresh and fit stuff, oh, okay. but, but we still got to cover that situation at Sonic where the guy oh, was yeah, misgendered. Yeah. And we're only covering that because it ties into the yeah. the, the backlash that Chappelle is getting. But uh, recently there's a viral video out there of a person going to Sonic, I guess to order something to eat, I'd imagine. 
and they're upset and they're filming the manager as they're having a back and forth with the manager. This person is in their car. The manager is outside their car. And the manager is also recording this person. Um, and the person says that they were misgendered at Sonic. And they are making a huge deal about it. Wow. <laughs> now, it turns out that the reason that this person is or was misgendered is because the name on the credit card that they handed the employee to pay for their meal had a male, uh, a masculine name on the credit yeah. card. It wasn't a feminine name. So I don't know what the fuck the name was, but uh, uh, let's just say that it was it was John Smith. That was the that yeah. was the name. And so, based off of how the person looks and what the credit card said, the masculine name on the credit card, the employee referred to. John Smith, air quotations, as a man, a sir. And John Smith flipped the fuck out. Yeah. How is your establishment treating people like this? This is so wrong. This, that, and the third. Now, if you see the video, if you look it up, you search it, there's a part in the video where this person actually shows themselves on camera. And I'm not trying to be disparaging here, but this person looks like a man in a wig. If I saw this person on the street, I would not think that that was a man at all. Not in the slightest. Coupled with the fact that now I'm seeing your credit card with a masculine name on it. Yeah. What do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? That's what they are not understanding is that like your, your, your aggressiveness and your overreach, it makes people not want to fuck with you. And it makes, that's why so many people think that it's a mental illness and that you're crazy and everything like that. Because I felt so bad for that manager. It's like, what world am I in right now? What Twilight Zone dimension universe am I in right now where this person is coming at me so aggressively and saying that we don't know how to treat trans people this that and the third when you literally hand me a card with a masculine name on it yeah. and you look like a fucking football player with a wig on yeah what do i do <laughs> what do you what would you what would you do in that situation if, let's say if, you were you were, uh john smith looking like a straight dude yeah <laughs> like fucking yeah. not a straight dude like a, a guy yeah like a big dude with a wig with, on with a wig on and like like a maybe like a, a dress or some shit but like and and he hands you the car and it's yeah. fucking Dennis Johnson like i just be all right it's just sign because i was all right, this motherfucker apparently is confused I understand because of my broadly shoulders and not so well put makeup and a wig that looks very fake. I'll give him a pass. Let me just sign. I'll even tip his ass. <laughs> Get the fuck up on. Now, if I'm the Sonics manager. That's what I'm saying. If you're the Sonics manager. Yeah, like if I'm that motherfucker, I'll probably be like, well, the way I would go about it is, well, are you going to get the food or no? And then the, whatever they say, and if they start yelling, I, I well, S sir right that's what i'm saying you don't even know are you, are you gonna 
do you want the food or not? Like, that's really my main concern. You ask for food. I would assume that you're hungry. Do you want the food? Because we'll bring it. And you a big motherfucker. You a big ass <laughs> man. So you, already, <laughs> you eat a lot. Yeah, you seem pretty big and swole. For a woman. A big burly bitch. Are <laughs> <laughs> you a big burly ass bitch? <laughs> so do you want this? Because I want to feed you. Like I really want to give you this food. I don't really know what the fuck you are. Let's be real. But it is what it is. No, no, I would be like... like my, my thing would be, do you want the food or no? Like That's really my main concern. Whether... I don't know if you're joking with me or if you're really a woman or you identify. Whatever it is that you are, I have no problem with. But do you want the food? Because that's my main priority and then if motherfucker keeps being belligerent I'll be like, all right so you don't want the food okay all right well have a nice day and then i'll leave like and then another <laughs> thing like it's so funny because when it comes to all this like gender and pronoun shit and transgender shit and all of that stuff it's so weird because imagine uh, apparently in this video this person is a woman they they classify themselves as a woman yeah. it doesn't look anything like a woman but they classify themselves as a woman. But how is uh, that manager to know that he doesn't classify himself as a man just in drag, though? Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Well, yeah. That, that, like, so yeah. it's like, because now what if, what if, what if the manager or the, or the, or the staff member, they've said, ma'am, because they yeah. see that he has a wig and a dress and then he loses his shit. I'm a man. I'm a man. Can't you tell I'm a man? I'm just, I'm just in drag. I'm on my way no, to a to a drag show or, or whatever the fuck. Like you, you make a very valid point because there are gay men who make it a point. Say, no, no, I just drag, but I'm a man. Right, I'm, I'm a gay man. That's a that's a. Yes. I'm so fucking lost right now. I have no idea. Like <laughs> I, so what yeah. do you do like that? So that's what I'm saying. So, I think it's on them to be understanding that yeah. motherfuckers don't know. What the fuck you are? Yeah. And or how you classify yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 to be honest, like if I was a Sonics manager and I saw that shit, I, I would think that this motherfucker is fucking with me. Like I would think like, <laughs> man, these motherfuckers I, got a this camera is a on prank. me. It's a fucking prank. Yeah. Oh, Take that motherfucking dress off, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you a swole ass bitch. Like, I'll start saying some watching because I was a swole funny motherfucker. Like <laughs> dressing like a woman trying to prank me. <laughs> And, and and I'm being completely honest. Like I, uh, we're joking about it, but I would really think like I'm being. They're pulling my leg. Like, like, are you guys fucking with me? Are you fucking with me right now? And then, no, <laughs> I'm a woman. <laughs> so I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> this motherfucker's gonna shoot me or whoop my ass. I can't get my ass whooped by a transgender. <laughs> but it's like, damn. It's 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 a weird. It's a weird situation. Like it, it's not a normal situation. Let's be real here. It's Hell not a not normal it. situation. It's not the norm. So you can't be mad at a staff for misgendering you if they don't see this every day. Like what the fuck? <laughs> and, and it was so wild because in that video, when the the manager is talking to her, him, whatever the case, um, he's like. He, they ask the manager, when you look at me, what would you assume? What would you assume? So again, this is what's so funny and the, the holes in their logic. You're literally asking people not to assume 
Yeah. But then you're what would you assume? It, it, but yeah. but in the in the same vein, you're asking this motherfucker, well, what would you assume looking at me? And the manager says, Well, I would assume you're a man. With a wig. Because you look like a man. Yeah. And then he puts the camera on himself and it looks like a man look at me with a wig. It doesn't there n- nothing m- feminine about what you see. Nothing about that would you think that that's a woman. Yeah. It's like, damn. This motherfucker does look like a man. That's what I, that's what I said. That's what I'm saying. Like you don't go home and like look in the mirror and be like, God look damn at me. I got this wig on and this makeup and this dress. And I, I, but I look like I still look like a fucking man. Yeah, yeah. Like I would be like, damn. If I was dude, or if I was her, I don't know. At this point, I probably would just be like, damn. I, I need, I need surgery to uh, feminize myself because obviously this shit isn't working. Like, I need to stop eating. Maybe Sonics isn't a good idea. Maybe solid like I'm bulk as fuck. <laughs> yeah. Salads and like just like juicing until I slim down. And then maybe get some surgery where I look a lot more effeminate because I, I look like a motherfucking man right now. Yeah. I'm I, I t- on shit. some real shit, dude or she or whatever looked more masculine than the manager. <laughs> like, if, they, if, if, if that motherfucker got out of that whip and started fucking and I wanted to fight with that manager, You'd put money my on money's you. on that tranny all day long. I was in a situation and I, who like who else is on that sweet ass action? Yeah, like nobody's taking the bet that that the manager's whooping that that fucking big swole motherfucker. Yeah, I was in a similar situation where I was about to fight a transgender, not because I hate transgenders, but it was like a situation where I was like, "Fuck, I'm I'm getting put in the middle of a situation I don't want to be in." When was and, this? Like, I it, never it was this story. Yeah, it was it was wild, and this motherfucker was my this size. Is real or you're making no, no. Up? I swear to God, he was my size with bigger shoulders. I was this like, ain't no fresh and fit. No, shit, right? No, I was thinking which, like I can't lose this. Which fight. you guys will get that reference <laughs> in the next segment. <laughs> yeah, I, in my in my mind, I'm like this motherfucker's really arguing with a girl. I'm in between. If this motherfucker punches this girl, I gotta fight this motherfucker. But that's a woman. And he's my size. But that's a woman. That's a big bitch. Was <laughs> 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 like, I was like. I hope, like, I, I felt like Imagine I could probably you got take your this ass motherfucker by a tranny. Oh, you'll dude. never live it. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. I thought about that you shit guys. Was so great. <laughs> I thought about all my friends. I was like, damn. Uh, if there's video what about I this, have given to have been there when that tranny whooped your ass. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, damn, this is a big motherfucker. Like, I, I'm, I, like, I, I was like, wow, this might not pan out my way. Like, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do my best. And, and nothing ever happened or materialized after that. But I was like, man. So that what was, was his a big... Stat- or it's static with... Or they some, static with the, the girl. Some I, some shit... Some shit... Uh, I don't even... It was like some like dumb some shit. Who, like who wore it better type shit? Yeah. Kind of like some girl... Bag. Like really like girls really, fighting. Really? Yeah. Oh, I was just joking. <laughs> yeah. Kind of like, like some shit like that. And I was like, oh, man. This is not good. And so I'm like in the middle. I'm like, I can't let this little... Because the little girl was puny. And this guy was my size. Or this girl was my size. I was... I don't... So I'm like, fuck, man. Why am I in this predicament right now? You should let them two hoes have at it. Yeah. Well, that's why I was like, let me let them argue and then go from there. But if this motherfucker really attacks this girl, I have to fight this motherfucker. It's two women fighting. (laughs) (laughs) Bigger shoulders than me. I was like, fuck... Why am I in this position? I'll just pull this motherfucker's weave off or, or, or hair or wig or whatever the fuck you call it. Cause yeah, no, it was, it was weird, but yeah, that's that, those are the situations. And then you start thinking about it too. Like 
we live in a world where MMA fighters are now like yeah. men that or women now that used to be men that are beating the fuck out of women. Yeah. Say like, fuck. And I up. mean, and other sports too. Yeah. Just dominating. Yeah, like like if, if we're gonna if we're gonna include transgenders in sports, why don't we have a transgender class in sports? Like m- women to men and men to women at least, so then they could be somewhat fair. Like, so you're just gonna put a a guy that. I wonder what the ratings on that type of shit would yeah. be like. The, if it would be as abysmal as like the WNBA, because you know, nobody gives a fuck about the WNBA. Yeah. It depends. I feel like if if you started getting a tranny that was fucking destroying every woman, the the want for bloodshed would probably like. And if it was like an MMA, like like on some UFC shit, people but probably would be, one be that dominant. Because like, let's say like you had like oh, you're you saying get what I'm saying yeah, yeah, like yeah. like if there were tranny uh, uh, categories, yeah. So like the the trans men to women and trans women to men. Yeah, I wonder like would anybody be that dominant right off the bat just because it'd be more competitive? Because yeah. it's like you're fighting a man. Yeah, I'm so confused. You're fighting a woman that you, that used to be a man, but you are also a woman that used to be a man. Yeah, the only time that shit would sell is if like it was like pure knockouts, and now the transgender wants to go and fight a man, and somehow like that shit becomes like a, a thing, kind of like you know how when Ronda Rousey was beating women and then they started saying oh she could probably beat some men oh yeah, yeah and yeah. if like then they're like oh Ronda Rousey's gonna fight a dude which would have never happened because but it could be much more plausible as if it's a big ass transgender as I like, no I think I could beat this dude and it becomes like yeah, I see a pay-per-view event like damn the first transgender to fight fucking John Jones or some shit <laughs> and then Fuck. they start having sex wow <laughs> Jesus, this escalated quickly. <laughs> we fooled y'all. This I just went from pay per view porno. <laughs> I just went from six to midnight. <laughs> so fucking hot. No, but yeah, that would be that would be weird. Isn't that, isn't that how? <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> That's one way to put it. <laughs> like, like if like if we don't already know that. <laughs> Some Bruno shit. Isn't that how Bruno ended? Yeah, that's why I got what I was thinking when I said that shit. Jesus. <laughs> but uh, 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 segueing into uh, earlier, I was going to segue into it uh, talking about uh, uh, things that are not verifiable. But we needed to get into that that uh, that Sonic situation, which is good that we did because that shit was funny. But yeah. um, things that are not verifiable. Um I saw a video earlier that Vince had sent us, the group thread. And uh, a lot of you know Vince. He's been on the show plenty of times. We got to get him on again. We haven't had him on in a while. Yeah, We actually, like, we need to do, like, a show where we get, like, a a few people on. Like, let's have a nice big discussion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A nice little panel. Yeah. Uh, And I have some questions, you know? Yeah. Like, all that that stuff. But anyway... um, he sent us a video earlier, and the video was about uh, fake day traders, and this one fake day trader was an Instagram chick who's pretty good looking, has a lot of simp followers, and these idiots finance her lifestyle when you could see from like how she talks that she's a moron. Like You don't know anything about day trading, but what they do is... They they sell the idea that they can like sell somebody a certain lifestyle 
and then they take their money and produce no results. That's how these scammers work. Jesus. Um, so I wasn't really that enthralled by that video. It was a good video, and it's nice to see that there's people out there exposing yeah, these yeah, motherfuckers. Yeah. But that particular YouTuber, Spencer Cornelia, he had another video that I came across in his feed, and it was talking about exposing the Fresh and Fit podcast, like the two hosts from Fresh and Fit. Now, why I thought this story would be interesting to cover... Uh, it's about a month old, this story. Certain people in the Manosphere have covered it. Joker from Better Bachelor has covered it, as we saw in pre-production. Officer Tatum, his YouTube channel has covered it. He has like 1.7 million uh, subscribers. So people have covered it, Yeah. but we haven't covered it. You haven't heard our take on it. And we're just coming across this information. But yeah. not only that, I think it's important to cover it because... We've talked about rifts that have been developing in the Manosphere for a while now. Not that long ago, it was an episode that we covered this summer where we talked about the rise of Kevin Samuels. And part of his rise was his appearance on the Fresh and Fit podcast. And then we've also talked about a scenario. It's a hypothetical scenario. But in this hypothetical scenario, if we had a situation where it was like, Wheat Waffles, Sandman, and Coach Greg Adams versus Rich Cooper, Kevin Samuels, and Fresh and Fit, who yeah. would we ride with? So yeah. we've talked about these things. I went back and listened to the episodes today because I wanted to say, see if we've ever talked highly about Fresh and Fit. Yeah. And we never did. Like we kind of, we've mentioned them, but and we the most that we've said is like, well, they're they're doing their thing. Yeah, yeah. Um and this is just pretty much based off of like the clips that we've seen on YouTube and, and, and recognizing their growth. But in the episode that we covered about the rifts in the manosphere, we also said that we agreed with what Sandman said about them, about them sort of being like the Jerry Springer of, of the Manosphere. Yeah. And I, I didn't think that was like a very disparaging thing to say. I think that's just realistic. But after today, it's like, God damn, these dudes are whack as fuck. Yeah. And so it was important for me to go through that whole journey of yeah. how we got here because that's one thing that like like the mainstream media will never do. A lot of people in alternative media, a lot of people in commentary, a lot of people in the manosphere won't do that. They won't like give you the journey of how they got to where they're at. On top of the fact that, yeah, if we've ever said anything in a positive light about these guys, um, we were real about it. We were real yeah, about it, no. but also we got you got to be real in the whole circumference, not about like one particular yeah. aspect. And so in this video that Spencer Cornelio put out, he covers a story from yeah. the guy that calls himself Fresh Prince CEO, which is like not even an original name, Fresh Prince. Like there's a whole yeah. like Will Smith thing, Fresh Prince. It's like, yeah. where's the originality, originality here? But anyway, Fresh Prince CEO puts out, uh, he tells this story and apparently the video is still on YouTube where he's talking about how he had sex with three women the same night after meeting a basketball player at a bar who the basketball player played for the Heat and is very well known and was having a mansion party the next day and invited him to the mansion party. 
but that night was asking him where the party's at, which is weird because if this guy has a mansion and has access to all these women, why would he ask this unknown ass guy where the party is at? It's like a lot of holes in the story. Uh, and just the comment section is like very funny the way that people were like clowning this dude and stuff like that. And then in that same video put out by Spencer Cornelia, we see how this other podcast, these other two guys, I want to say, uh, what's their name? Uh, preach and, and Abba or preach and Ada. They're apparently beefing with fresh and fit now. Because of a of a rift that took place between the concept of guys that like pay for for women, pay for escorts, prostitutes, or whatever the case, yeah. and fresh and fit, they say, oh, they're not for that. They're all against that and everything like that. When there's evidence to suggest otherwise, there's evidence out there to suggest that the women that they've had on their show, they told them that they've pretty much Harvey Weinstein them, like yeah, yeah. to get it, to be on the show. You got to like get busy with us. And then apparently uh, one of them has like a seeking arrangements profile, which that's like a sugar daddy website where like you pay chicks to like be your sugar baby. And we all know what that entails. At least you should know what that entails. So that's the backstory to, 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 to this segment. Now that we've seen this stuff and and they've been exposed to a certain extent um how do you feel about them do you feel like your opinion of them has changed do you feel like your opinion of them is solidified or what 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 are your general thoughts about it what's funny about that story that you're talking about the nba guy that that's when i was like uh, what the fuck because he's said a story like that before but with a football player which was the same thing. Oh, I'm known, and uh, yeah, you know, the uh, someone asks, "Oh, we don't think that you get pussy or some shit." And the way he answered that question was, "No, well, you know, he told a story about how he met with a football player, and then they went to some pool party, and there was a lot of women, and his, I don't need to prove anything. I was doing that. I was like, well, what does that have to do with anything? Like, mm-hmm. that's weird. And also, the story resembled the one that he said in the video that you're claiming. So it's like." Hmm, something weird about that. It's a very Miami way of going about things. And what I mean by Miami way is like in Miami, it's how you look. Yes. Yeah, like how it all superficial, looks. Yeah. Everything's superficial. It's really, really superficial. So then right there, that's when I was like, hmm, these, these guys like, you know, I looked at it like, as they say, a broken clock is right two times a day. Right. Yeah. So it's like, well, you know. Every now and again, you'll have good material from these guys, but a lot of it is flawed. And one thing that you, from the get-go, told me, you were like, yeah, they always have women. Women, like, they always have to have groups of women. Yeah, it's uh, what I observe from the get-go is it's always these groups of women or one woman, but it's always these chicks, like Instagram chicks, that one, I don't really care what they have to say. Like. No. If maybe every once in a while you sprinkled in one that is like actually knowledgeable yeah. and has something good to say, I'd I'd care. But these are all dumb bitches. Like they yeah. are fucking morons. So so I don't care what they have to say. You're asking them the same questions. They're answering in the same way. Yeah. Like it's the same shit over and over again. It's clickbaitish. It's like uh 
It's like what they say about insanity. When you do the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. Exactly. Yeah, fit. You've had arguments with essentially the same woman with obviously a different body, but it's the same person. Yeah. Just a different girl, but the same fucking avatar. Right. At what point they does have, this they get have old? A gang of simp followers, a yeah. fucking OnlyFans account, and they think that they're God's gift to men. Yeah. That's the, it's the same thing. You guys ask the same questions. Now, we recently had a discussion with a group of our friends yeah. at a get together, and I brought up these same things. And this is before I even knew the 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 fraudulence that was taking place with these guys yeah. because if, if for those that haven't caught on why we keep saying fraudulence or why I keep calling referring to them as frauds is because the story of of this guy having sex with three women in one night it just like came off as like totally fake and as a lie and we're I, I don't I it, it we're pretty it, savvy it, guys it, it doesn't seem like they're moving the way that they claim to be moving. Now. And they do sell this lifestyle. And, and they sell the lifestyle and they sell these courses and everything like that, which is something that we talked about when we talked about wheat waffles. I say like, yeah, these motherfuckers are selling something. Yeah. They have, they have a motive behind what they're doing and how they're operating. Um, so all of that is important to 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 recognize and and be cognizant of when you're analyzing this type of stuff because when we were talking about it with our friends I was saying not just this stuff that we're talking about now cuz again like I didn't know like the the degree of their fraudulence but I did say that I I very rarely have seen anything that they put out of true value to men yeah um and then i think it was donnell that was saying oh they talk about stocks and this and that but i've never seen any of that shit yeah i and to this day yeah. since then i haven't seen anything about that i've seen them sell like oh if you get this course we could go about stocks and all this oh and that's that. more selling courses i'm yeah. i'm talking about the way that sandman doesn't sell a course but in his videos he'll talk about this is what i'm doing with bitcoin this is what i'm doing with that yeah, no like yeah I, that's what i'm talking about i don't give yeah. a fuck about a course like mother, we just we just talked about how this dumb Instagram bitch is selling a course and you could tell she don't know a damn thing about day trading. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't give a fuck about no course. And then and then when the, in the uh, Spencer Cornelio video, he shows how much they sell their courses for. It's like fucking $800, $700. No, nah, I'm good. Yeah, what the fuck? Get the fuck out of here. This is like ridiculous. And it's like... Meanwhile, you have a guy like Sandman going about societal shit, socioeconomic stuff, sitting down with Aaron Clary. Then you go, oh, who's Aaron Clary? Then you go to Aaron Clary. He starts talking about academia and how you should go about it and living a minimalist lifestyle all for free. You'll get yeah. more value out of Aaron Clary's Bachelor Pad Economics or the Curse of the High IQ or what's it, uh, Poor Richard's... Um, Retirement, yeah. Uh, the poor uh, Richard's retirement, yeah. which I think like poor Richard's retirement on Amazon is like 12 14 bucks, maybe. Uh, the, the more his most expensive book is Bachelor Pad Economics, which is maybe like around $30. Yeah, you'll get more value. I guarantee you'll get more value out of that stuff that's way cheaper than you would out of a fucking fresh and fit course. Yeah, yeah. 
and way more well-rounded. Way um, more well-rounded. So yeah. the when we were talking about this stuff with with our friends, you know, Donnell brought up that stuff. But again, like I said, I haven't seen any of that stock stuff. And now you're saying that like they're they're selling a course, um, which I I have no interest in. So obviously, these are things that like you know th- that men discuss, and 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 it's interesting stuff because. It, it all is encapsulated in the manosphere and now we're seeing these rifts and they're getting even more and more evident and in pre-production you said something along the lines of you think it's a good thing yeah you want to talk about that like why you think that well, I, I th- yeah because i think that in, in the end the real does prevail and if, if you naturally let this year run its course is you know you're gonna see what quality is right um, and it's just as easy as that. Like, yeah, let these people, cause a lot of people say, oh, this infighting, I don't like it. No, 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 no. Call that shit out. Call that shit out because isn't that what we've asked for on this show when it comes to left and right wing politics? Debate. Debate. And so from there, you could weed out what the fuck, whose longevity is gonna prevail, and it's like you're gonna get the people that are gonna be on some real shit. The 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 reality will prevail because it's like, well, at, at some point you're gonna know that you're being duped, or you're gonna know that this isn't really quality stuff. Oh, this other person uh, gives a much more well-rounded take. Uh, these other guys talk about shit from a much more realer perspective, and the only the only way that you could do that is by pitting people against each other in a way you know what i mean yeah like what do we do when we watch basketball playoffs right two teams pity against each other. who is really the best yeah. let's see it and you know us we've been we've been it i mean and there's something verifiable and quantifiable about the results yeah like you can you can see and address the results we're we're hip-hop artists as well and so that's one thing that we've always been cool with, like the competition aspect. Lo- love it. Yeah. Love it. Before before we were audio apes, we were on some competition shit with other rap groups. And we didn't give a fuck. Fuck you. And destroyed them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Destroyed them. And it's like, all right, well, that's cool. The, the, I guess we're the superior band, yeah. rap band, rap group. And so that's how you handle stuff. We just saw Tyson uh, uh, Fury versus Deontay Wilder. She was violent. People paid money for that. People want to see who is the best, who is going to get knocked the fuck out. So it's like we we live for this shit. We like to pretend that we don't. Oh, we we don't want the fighting. No, 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 no. Let the competitions begin. <laughs> like, it's definitely like it's definitely a spectacle, and yeah. you could learn from from competition. Like yeah. in terms of like for instance. In 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 the situation or the beef, if you will, between uh, Abba and Preach versus Fresh and Fit, as I've researched the subject and I've looked into it, I didn't realize that that Preach f- Fit from Fresh and Fit actually challenged Preach to a boxing match, and Preach was like, "Oh, I'm with the shits." Yeah. Apparently, he does MMA, whatever the case. Yeah. And Fit was like, oh, you will fucking lose. You will fucking lose. And so Preach showed DMs of how he's reached out to Fit plenty of times. Well, 
let's set it up let's set it up and like yeah. nothing like dude won't respond well, shut the fuck up then right yeah. so that's but on 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 fresh and fit fit is saying that like dude don't want it well verify that because he just verified yeah. something on his end you've produced nothing yeah, yeah. you know what i'm saying you got to call that out yeah. so what's interesting also about this this little uh this segment and this journey that that we've gone on I saw a podcast with this guy Spencer Cornelia, and I, I know you're familiar with Graham Stephan, the the, yeah, yeah. the the financial real estate guy, and stuff like that. Well, Graham Stephan and and a friend of his, they have a podcast called the Iced Coffee Hour, uh-huh. and they had Spencer Cornelia on on the Iced Coffee Hour. And what was so badass about that particular podcast, I didn't see it all, but I, I saw I saw a lot of it. And they ask him, they get into the subject of him exposing Fresh and Fit and, and the other people that he's exposed, the, yeah. the fake gurus and the scammers and, and all of that, which that's sort of a service because like if you're authentic and, and mm. you're coming from a place of real shit, like you actually like that shit to be weeded out yeah, because, yeah, yeah. because it's like, well, that clears the path for people that are really here to help to help and, and people yeah. to gravitate towards those people so it definitely is 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 beneficial um but what was dope about that is in there they also graham stefan also talks to him about videos that he's done on graham stefan yeah and he like saying well is this guy and it's funny he's never really like gone at, at graham stefan in an ill way he's always more so brought up well is this guy real or is he fake yeah, but what he says in there is how everything that Graham Stephan is on is verifiable. Yeah, and what I notice about people that are on some real shit, whether it be whatever whatever field it is that 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 they're in, they're always very transparent about their methodology. Yeah, Graham Stephan is like every time I've seen Graham Stephan. And I and I because I, I I like his stuff I I like you know his financial information and everything like that. There's times where he'll show like his account on Robinhood like or yeah. or or whatever like this is how much I'm putting in this and that. These guys are real. People have said that ab- about me like when it comes to when it comes to things that I've shown them about the stock market or like real estate. I said, well, I got this for this price. Yeah, I've done yeah. this for this and this and that. So you notice that that seems to be a trait. Guys in the manosphere that talk about, oh, like bag women or this and that or whatever the case, they have stories of how they've maneuvered certain situations. Yeah, yeah. But when these guys just like come at things from a like very vague and uh, uh, a non-transparent uh, uh, position, it sort of makes you wonder like what the legitimacy of what they're actually saying. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I and it hasn't been going well for them in the sense of like publicity, because you know yeah you're, they're you're coming off as like whack as fuck yeah and and whatever yeah you'll have because I think recently they had Kodak Black on there and all this like but you're falling into this whole like like for example like the MGK and uh, Megan Fox right is is that her name yeah what about like, them? like you fall in under the whole like, oh, let's do this shit for GQ. Look, look at this. Look, look at all this. And it's like, it's cool, whatever. Good for TMZ. Good for the headlines and all that. And I guess if that's your your market, 
and that's what you want to do and you want to have that type of uh audience and that type of uh feel to you and and if it works for you that's fine but the the fact remains that there's a lot of shit that doesn't pan out like or that doesn't really make sense right yeah you're talking about high value men but you tell these stories that that not every man is going to be a part of like what am i so i'm going to meet a basketball player and then we're going to go to a party like how is this realistic yeah like what was the point of you telling me this weird outlandish story because a fucking plumber can't do that shit so yeah. what the fuck is that like if no, that shit is even real yeah if that's even real it's very weird whatever i don't know it's, it seems outlandish but whatever let's say let's say for the sake of an argument it's real right how does that apply to anybody what course do i have to buy to be part of that like there's no course well that's what spencer cornelia uh points out he's like this motherfucker goes from telling this story which if it's real he bagged these three chicks just off of the cloud of the basketball player but he literally goes from that and transitions into oh in this course we tell you how to we show you how to dm women and how like but but you didn't even bag the three women off of DMing them. You bagged them off of the clout of the basketball off player, the, if what you're saying is even yeah. true. Off of the coattails. Because of I don't even know if it's true yeah. because the, you, he's a horrible storyteller. Yeah. So so it, it, it's just awkward. And you lose. See, for me, that's when you lose me because it's like if you told the story about oh, how I bagged uh, three girls in one day, but it's like rooted in a normal situation. <laughs> you know, like, or a much more real situation. That be, oh, okay, I, I, I get it. All right, cool. But, but it's like rooted in all this weird Miami shit that like nobody's gonna. What? Who is? How is some person from South Dakota supposed to? Right. <laughs> like, is there even parties in South Dakota? Right. You know, so like, how is he gonna benefit from this? So, so it's. Seems a lot like flashiness and and not enough like quality stuff. When you hear Sandman talk, that's that's a guy rooted in realism. Like there's never been a something that was like, man, this is outlandish and weird. And would I ever be in this situation? There's times where I didn't necessarily agree with his take on something, but it was never like, oh, well, this is fraudulence. This is exactly I, I see things differently. But but that's vastly different than these motherfuckers are like on some clown shit. Yeah, you yeah. Know? And and I I just think that it's good to point that stuff out and it's beneficial because like you got you know you got all these people that are following him and again like we don't hate or whatever like teach his own like but but like understand what's being done. You know? Yeah, yeah. What's being done, and also like, like, um, how does this benefit you? Because like, I'm not gonna be, uh, and, and this is not to say that if I watch a video that's interesting from theirs, I'm not. I'll watch it. I don't care. But I'm not gonna get duped into following whatever the fuck they got going on. Like, no, I, I don't need to. I have enough content elsewhere that that teaches me, and that has is way more well-rounded so no you ain't gonna get duped and if you notice a lot of like their great highlights if you will from their show it doesn't really come from them it comes from like the kevin samuels or that other guy that they had on there that we've talked about before it's not really them and 
to be honest, they don't even really like set up any great questions. Like, you know what I'm saying? It'll be like, like, well, we, we don't like have many other guests on this show, which is something that like we need to uh, uh, address. But, but even with us, you know, we'll talk about something as we talk and cultivate the subject. We also set up questions for each other. You know what yeah. I'm saying? When Vince is on, yeah. we set up good questions. Like or rabbit holes too. Like sometimes it's not rooted in like for example, the rabbit hole well not really a rabbit hole, but like the segment in which we were like peaceful compliance earlier. Mm-hmm. Right? And then you're like, No, it's no time for that. So yeah. now we delved into like what game are we willing to play? When it comes to like the world that people want you to believe, you know what I mean. Yeah. And so that, in in and of itself, becomes a a little footnote in a in a broader conversation. Yeah. So it's like, oh well, we explored this. You know yeah. what I mean. So we're willing to explore like the deep, like the depths of. Uh, we don't always stay on the surface. Like we know we gotta, you know, we have topics and we have a certain amount, but we are willing to be like, all right, cool, well. How does this affect us culturally? Exactly. And that's important because that's when you start getting into like the meat and potatoes of what really is going on and 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 what a mainstream outlets aren't even willing to touch on. Yeah, no. Hell no. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so that's what makes a show like ours. Oh, well, that's interesting. That's an interesting it's take. Different. Yeah. So and and I've gotten that like from people that are, oh, wow, I like how you I didn't see it that way. Oh, I'm glad that you saw. I'm glad that even if you didn't agree or if you agreed, you saw a different angle to this shit. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, that's what, what we want. We want people to look at the and different angles. And that's the philosophical flair that, that we talk about. Yeah. Which, if we invited an Instagram bitch on this show, that philosophical flair, her fucking head will explode. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is that? I need to go down fresh and fit. Fuck this shit. Fuck. Well, that's our episode for this week. Thank you guys so much for listening. The show continues to grow because you guys keep listening. So keep on listening. Remember, if we talk about anything that you know somebody would be interested in, please share the episode with them. We're on all podcast platforms. And if you're listening to us on Apple, give us a five-star review. It helps us out a lot. And if you go to our website and you want to help us out, you could donate. It helps keep us independent. Um, We'll see you guys next week. We're out. Peace. Peace.